Hi, welcome to the Barry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April, and Jason and Nat are not joining me today, but that's okay, because the one and only most amazing human on the planet, Michaela Miller, is joining us. Hi, friend. I'm so excited to welcome you back to the podcast. I think this is like your fifth or sixth recording with us. I've really lost track at yeah, this point. Yeah. <laughs> But we love talking to you. Not only are you a bariatric patient, but your mission in life is to support this bariatric community. And you have spent the last two years gathering your, your credentials, your, your, your resources, becoming this amazing coach, bariatric coach within our community and your insights have been so powerful to me personally. And I know they have been powerful to thousands of other people in this community. So we're so excited to be able to talk to you today uh, about how we have a very, very holiday. Yes. Yes. I so love before, it. before we dive into the conversation though, I would love for you to just take a moment and introduce yourself to our friends, our listeners and our watchers or who maybe have never had the glorious opportunity of interacting with you before on Instagram. So I'm Michaela Miller, AKA losing to blooming on Instagram. Um, I, so yeah, I had BSG in May of 2016. So I'm coming up on six years post-op. Um, I started at 300 pounds and I have successfully maintained 150 pound weight loss, um, since my surgery. And yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. These last five and a half years of, um, you know, healing self-discovery. Um, and in that, uh, like April said, I've just developed this, uh, passion for wanting to help others. And, um, you know, that has led to my coaching now, which I'm doing, um, on, you'll see, if you visit my Instagram page, you'll see how you can work with me. Um, but I offer one-on-one coaching, which is currently full right now. Um, but then I also have just launched a group coaching program, which is amazing. And I'm so excited to get started in January. And we're actually going to be talking today about some of the like topics and things that um, I'm going to be discussing within my group coaching as well. The, the very first module of our course in January, um, we're going to be discussing some of these very same things. So, um, so yeah, it's exciting times. <laughs> It, it, uh, one of the very first, I think, recorded conversations that we had with you, there was just so many like eye opening, mind blowing, like berry moments that, that happened with me. And really, it's just it's the power of these conversations that that help us discover like what what we've been missing or what, right. Like when we hear something or we see something for the first time, we're like, oh, my God, I didn't I just didn't realize that. And it's just such an amazing opportunity to, to be able to, to connect in, and learn and grow in our bariatric community, because you just don't know kind of what you don't know until you're going through it. And somebody that hasn't been through it before has a really difficult time explaining, you know, what, what is necessary and needed to find that lasting success. And I didn't realize you're six years out of surgery. I thought you were like four or, or four years, but oh my God, that's, yeah. that's a hot minute. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's crazy to think like the further you get out from surgery, the more and more you almost like forget that old life and not, it just becomes almost like a dream, like a, a distant memory. It, it, 
it doesn't feel like it was even a part of you. And so I try really, really hard to remain humbled, to remind myself all the time of where I came from, because if I didn't do that, then I could very, very easily just almost completely forget that I used to walk around with 150 extra pounds and how hard that was and how much anxiety I had and how Mm -hmm. scared I was about my health on a constant basis. Like now I don't live with a lot of those same fears, those same setbacks, those same obstacles. And it would be very, very easy to take this for granted, what I consider my new life to take this new life for granted. And so it's, it's, it's a trip. The further you get out from surgery, it is so crazy how you just really get caught up in this new life. And it gets very, very easy to forget that you even used to live like that. I so. agree. That's so funny. You should be saying that. I've been thinking about that recently. I'm two and a half years. I'll be three years post-op this summer. And this life that I'm living now feels more normal and natural than my old life, which is so hard to believe yeah. because that was, I mean, it was just like, I live like that for so long, but I think, you know, when you really get to this point in your bariatric recovery or your bariatric life, where you have made the commitment to live the rest of your life as a bariatric patient, I mean, it just requires a completely different set of skills and it's different work, but it isn't any different than the work that you were doing as a heavier person. It's just right. It, it, it's shifted, right. It's, it's the same level of work, but now I'm doing it, you know, in, in this capacity and it looks this way. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, I I get that feeling of like, you're, you, sometimes you don't want to look back because you're like, no, I'm not going that direction. Like, uh, uh, uh." but if you don't look back and if you don't remind yourself what life was like and what you were doing, you know, before bariatric surgery, you're going to forget that. And then you could easily in the future or looking forward, be repeating some of those habits and behaviors that you used to do. So you do kind of have to go like, okay, this is different than that. Right. Okay. Yes, it is. But it's scary because you don't want to go back to that way. But if you don't, I'm a a big believer on my journey and, and through what I've experienced and also through what I've read and learned, you know, I'm a big believer in our thoughts shape our reality. And this is not something that I knew beforehand, you know, uh, pre-surgery, this is like all new discovery in my, my healing journey. But, um, I truly believe that eventually you do have to let go of that old identity. You can't continue to see yourself as someone with a weight issue anymore. You have to shift your identity and start identifying yourself and believing in yourself to be someone who is now, I am a healthy person. I am a fit person. Mm -hmm. I, I take care of my, I'm someone who takes care of myself. I'm someone who prioritizes my health and self-care, um, you know, that that's been a big identity shift for me, even from the first like couple of years post-op, I consistently would, you know, if someone asked me a question or whatever, and it would bring up something about my journey, I would say, yeah, you know, I've, I've always struggled with my weight. No, I don't. I don't struggle with my weight anymore. I don't identify as that person anymore. I no longer struggle with my weight. So I have had to shift that identity for myself and it's still hard. I still find myself saying like, cause that narrative is so ingrained into our identity, but being mindful of that now, when that pops up, I can recognize it and be like, no, 
you don't struggle with your weight anymore. You, you are no longer a, a person with a weight issue. You are no longer, you know, you are a different person now. And so I think that has been instrumental in my healing and in my success moving forward. I still look back at that person that I was, that person that existed, and I have so much love and respect for her. Absolutely love her to death. She is the most amazing, strong, beautiful person on the planet, but I'm not that person anymore. No, because you wouldn't be the person that you are today if you had not been that person. So yeah. you, you yeah. have to give props, homage, respect yeah. to, to every alliteration of yourself. I'm literally sitting here. I have like goosebumps. Like I'm <laughs> every time we talk, this happens to me and I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why, because you are a caring, smart, amazing human being. But holy, holy shit. By, I have always identified myself as somebody that struggles with my weight. And it's almost like when you say that you're a part of a club, right? Like, oh, I know who my people are because these are my people who struggle with weight. So to say like, oh, I don't struggle with my weight anymore. It's like, oh my God, where do I belong? Like if I'm not struggling with my weight, who, who are my people? Like, who is my, and if you continue to say that I'm, you know, I've always struggled with my weight to me, you're opening up that door for the future to still continue to struggle with your weight. I am such a firm believer in the power of our thoughts and that we control our body. We control our future. We control what is happening right here. And now with the way that we think about it, the way that we speak about it, And, um, and yeah, by saying that, by continuing to identify as someone who has a weight issue, even once you have healed and what, or not, I don't think we ever fully heal. It's a journey that we're going to be on Mm -hmm. for life. But even once you have lost the weight and you're, you're now this new person, if you continue to identify like you did before, you're opening that door for yourself. You're, you're leaving space for yourself to go back to that. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, oh my gosh. So I don't, I really don't have a weight issue anymore. My, my issue is more about my mindset and what I'm saying to myself. My issue is more about like, you know, there are some days where I still overeat, where I eat past being full, right? There's still days that I struggle with my food choices. So I don't have a weight problem anymore. I have a mindset, right? Like my, my challenge or my area of focus now needs to be on those things, not necessarily on my. And along with that, which this is going to tie into, you know, our holiday, healthy holiday conversation. (laughs) So something that you just hit on though, is like, you know, when we're in that thought pattern of like, oh my gosh, like I just, you know, I, I overindulged this weekend. Like why, you know, why did I do that? I fell back on old patterns. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Fitness pros overindulge on weekends. Fitness people that you look at and you're like, that is, that's who I want to be. That's a healthy fit individual. They also overindulge. They also struggle with motivation. They also go weeks without working out or or weeks where maybe their nutrition isn't on point. So if you continue though, to fall into this, like guilt and shame of thinking like, Oh, I, I slipped up. I, I ate something I wasn't supposed to. So now I'm falling back in old ways. 
-hmm. No, you're not. Those old ways don't exist anymore. You are in a new lifestyle, a new reality. Mm -hmm. This is just a part of life. And you need to start accepting this as a part of life that you can't be perfect all the time. This is also old diet culture mentality that's keeping you trapped in that. And that makes you think that you can't have a weekend where you eat a little more freely and then still be on track which you absolutely can't. And we're going to discuss that, but, um, by falling into that guilt and shame cycle and putting it back on old, like, Oh, I'm reverting into old ways. I'm falling backwards. Like that, that will open that pathway for you to fall backwards. You need to start recognizing this as no, this is just a part of life. It's okay to indulge every once in a while. It's okay Mm -hmm. to struggle every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Everyone struggles. Everyone doesn't mean that you are the person that you once were again. It just means that that's life. And now we're learning how to move forward through that. Yeah. Yes. Because the, the, that old mentality, that old thinking would have taken you down a different path. Right. So if you want to, if you want, if we want our holidays to look and feel and, and, and to be different, then we have to really focus on shifting our mindset around what we're telling ourselves in these moments which is why today's conversation is going to be so powerful. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so the, the two big things that we really want to dive into today are really all about how do we have a very berry holiday, right? So how do we make the, the time leading up to the holiday bariatric friendly? And then what do we do after the holidays, right? How do we really capture and utilize that, that downtime that I think a lot of us feel right between Christmas and new year's, how can we capitalize on that so that we, we roll into 2022, just just ready, prepared, uh, and just ready to pursue our, our goals. So the, the two big questions or the two big things that we're going to really focus on today are preparing for the holidays. And then like, what do we do when we're in the thick of it? And then what is our post holiday game plan? This conversation is going to be straight fire, nothing new there, but are you ready <laughs> to dive in? Should we do it? My ready. friend, you're ready. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. First things first preparing for the holidays. So how can we best prepare for, for these upcoming celebrations, if you will? And I know that there was kind of three big areas that, that we wanted to talk about consistency over perfection, dumping that all or nothing mindset, and then not being afraid of the occasional indulgence, right? Super powerful. So I think let's start with consistency over perfection. What do you, what do you mean by that? Or or what are you encouraging people to do when, when we are calling for them to practice consistency, not perfection? So first and foremost, what I have discovered with a lot of people and a lot of my own clients, in fact, is, you know, people will say like, oh, I've been struggling with consistency. Like, oh, I just haven't been very consistent this month or whatever. And they're beating themselves up. They're thinking that they're failing because they haven't stayed quote unquote consistent. Mm-hmm. So then I ask them, okay, well, so what has the last couple of weeks look like? What do you mean by that? You haven't been consistent. Like what, you know, how many days have you worked out or gotten movement in? Um, you know, what does your nutrition look like? And once they map out what the last couple of weeks have looked like, What I discover is, wait a second. So you're telling me you got in your movement four to five days out of the week. You had a couple days this week where you overindulged. You had a couple days this next week that you overindulged. Um, So actually what you're showing me is that you were consistent, that you were consistent. You just weren't perfect. 
And so what I am finding is that a lot of people confuse consistency with perfection. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand, especially with the holidays, is if you focus on consistency, which consistency could literally look like, I got in three, three days of movement this week or three days of movement a week for the last four weeks. That's freaking consistent. You are mm-hmm. consistent with that. You have built a really good routine and habit of getting in movement three times a week. That's amazing. But what perfectionism would have you see it as is, oh my gosh, I didn't five days a week or four days a week. Like I, I didn't, you know, get my, my movement in. I, I haven't been consistent. Um, you know, and same with eating, eating is the same way. It's like a lot of people, they're really good about for the most part, sticking to their meal plan, um, their nutrition plan you know, like Monday through Friday for the most part. And then usually Mm -hmm. the weekends are a little more free, which is awesome. That's great. But they beat themselves up over that because they think like, oh, I, I just, I'm not consistent on the weekends. But if you look at the week as a whole, if you look at the month as a whole, you've got Mm -hmm. 20 or more days within a whole entire month where you have stayed consistent with your nutrition. Mm -hmm. That is a huge win. That is a huge especially compared to old, you know, old behavior, past life behavior, like, look at the the shift in that, like you have, you've come a long way, you've been consistent this month, but your perfectionism mindset has you focusing on the days that you weren't perfect. And so that's what I want people to start recognizing is that consistency allows for wiggle room. Consistency allows for struggle. Consistency allows for off days. It allows for indulgences. It allows for, you know, lack of motivation getting to you on some days. Like there is room if when you're focusing on being consistent, there is room for, I I don't even want to call it being off track because if, if your plan, if your plan is revolving around consistency, then even on the days when you think you're off track, you're still on track. You're still on plan. Yeah. As long as your plan is allowing for wiggle room. Well, consistency allows for grace. Yes. Right. Which is what, what yes. we're always saying, right. Along our journey, we, we need to find, we, we need to find and maintain space and grace, right? Like we yes. always say that because we, we have to give ourselves space from our, this old mindset, this old way of thinking, and we have to give ourselves the grace to know that it's going to take some time to figure it out. Yeah. Right. It, like that, that grace is just, you know, for me, it, it's just all about like, it, it's that breath out of just going like, okay, this didn't go the way that I thought, but that's okay. I'm going to give myself the grace to know that I'm learning and I'm figuring this out as I go. But if I take a step back, if I give myself space from that perfectionist mindset, I can look at the week or the month or the bigger picture and go, okay, I didn't get my vitamins in every single day, but I got them in five out of the seven, right? Or I didn't hit my water goal every single day, but that, that is, that consistency is actually what has allowed me to find this success. And that, that, that wiggle room, right. That grace to know that I'm not going to hit these goals every single day, but I don't need to hit them every single day to, 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 to get the results that I want. Right. It's like what James yes. Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, 
you don't need a, a, a super majority. Uh, you know, you, you don't need 100% of the days to win. You don't need 100% of the votes to win. You need the majority. And it was yeah. like, oh my God, like even if it's a super majority, that's still not all. That's yeah. a majority, which is exactly what you're saying here, right? Don't confuse consistency with perfection because they're not the same thing. Yeah. So something I, I recently heard in a podcast was, being okay with taking consistent, imperfect action. So this is yes. another thing we fall into is, you know, we have a workout plan for that day. The day gets away from us. It's a crazy busy day. And it's just like, there's no way I can fit in this hour long gym session. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you just got 20 minutes in, you probably have mm -hmm. time for 20 minutes, but your all or nothing mindset is having you think, no, if I can't get in this you know, crazy intense gym session, then it's just not even worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what you're missing out on then through an entire year. So if you zoom out and you look at a yeah. whole year is if that's how you view every single like gym session, or maybe like day of eating or whatever is, well, if, if I can't do it perfectly today, then I'm, I'm just like, fuck yeah. it. Like I'm just gonna, whatever. Yeah. Um, all those days, could have been days that you made progress. And over time, that's cumulative. So yes. even like you, that 20 minute workout, if you get in a 20 minute workout, even if it's not perfect, even if it's just a 20 minute walk, maybe mm -hmm. it's not the workout you could have done, but that 20 minute walk, you know, over the course of a year, those 20 minutes throughout the year, that adds up, that adds up to major health benefits. Um, showing yourself that you can trust yourself and keep a routine, keep a promise to yourself. Like if you, if you sit there and you're like, Oh, well, I can't work out today. Like, so I guess I'm just going to totally miss it for the whole day. You're, you're kind of deteriorating some of that trust that you're trying to build within yourself on this mm -hmm. journey, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you're breaking a promise. Like you woke up, you were going to work out. That was something that you were going to do for yourself. And now you're like, no, I don't, I don't have time for that. So yep. you're telling yourself that you're not a priority, but as long if you could even just keep that 20 minutes, yes. you're showing yourself on that day and over yep. time that you can keep a promise to yourself, that you yep. can um, prioritize yourself, that you, mm -hmm. that that is something that you do every day on a daily basis. Like, yep. so being okay. And again, that consistency, even if you miss a few days, even if you, um, you know, whatever, like over time, stop looking at it. It's such a short time frame. zoom yeah. out and think like, man, over time, if I stay consistent with this, that's going to have huge benefits in the long run. So that's, that's what we want to start working on. And so much of our thinking, especially at this time of year is like, oh, well, I mean, like I've already blown the day or it's the holidays. There's no way that I'm going to make any progress because it's the holidays and there's all of this food or that I'm so stressed or there's no time. You, you are literally going to burn or go backwards for an entire month when we absolutely don't have to. It's that all or nothing thinking that allows us to say like, oh, no, I'm just no, I can't deal with this until January 1st, January yes. 1st, and I'm going to hit it. Well, then January 3rd is going to come and you're going to miss a goal or a deadline or right or stumble or, or have a slip, you know, however you want to call it. And because you have primed yourself for that thinking, then you're going to say like, oh, OK, well, I've blown the day. I'm going to start tomorrow or this week is already shot. So no, I'm going to start next week. 
We're just yeah. going to carry forward that thinking for an entire year. And we're going to find ourselves in December of 2022 going, oh my God, I absolutely hit none of my goals or I went nowhere or I went backwards. How did this happen? It's because of your mindset, because we're using this all or nothing thinking that that's been one of the most powerful tools that I have had to consistently work on. Some days it feels like every moment I'm battling my all or nothing. Yes. But because I have put the work in to overcome that mindset or to, you know, to acknowledge it and to say, okay, yeah, nope, that, that is all or nothing. And I am not functioning that way anymore. Right. And to just make these little tweaks about like, okay, exactly what you said. I did not get in that workout. I really wanted to do the Peloton. I want to do this or that. What can I do to at least do something that was uh, aligned to my movement goals today? And some nights, I know this sounds crazy, but I lay in bed and I'm beating myself up over not moving. I will literally stand up in my bedroom and it is pitch black and I will just do five minutes of stretching. Like I will just bend forward. I'll do some yoga. You know, I always think back to like my, my wonderful Hatha days, but I'm telling myself, this is movement. You are moving. You have done something, right? Or it's like, if I'm beating myself up over, oh, you didn't take your vitamin. I'm literally going to turn the light on. I've, I keep vitamins right by my nightstand, take a vitamin. Oh my God, I've done something, right? Yeah. I never allow myself to to do anything right. Every day I commit to doing one thing that aligns to my bariatric goals. And some days one is all that I can get in, but that keeps me out of the all or nothing thinking. Yeah. And that's something I'm, again, I'm, I'm coming up on six years in my journey and I still battle the all or nothing mindset. It is so deeply ingrained a lot from diet culture. Um, that, you know, if we're not being perfect every day, then mm-hmm. we're screwing up. So we should just like restart again next Monday or something, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm constantly, I also am constantly battling that, but when you become more aware of those patterns and of where it's showing up in your life, yeah. then you can more easily call it out. You, mm-hmm. it's a practice of being mindful when these things are happening so yeah. that you can be like, okay, just like you said, nope, that's all or nothing thinking. Like I can yeah. still do something today. I can still, yeah. you know, make some progress. And I think just like you said, for the holidays, there's a lot going on. It's a stressful time. It's busy. There's over, you know, uh, indulgent food everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. so this emotions. is yeah. emotions uh, for a lot of people. This is not a happy time. You know, mm-hmm. this is a very sad time. This is a very hard, difficult time. Mm -hmm. And so another aspect of the the all or nothing mindset is kind of, we already talked about it, but grace, having grace for yourself. If you, one of the most detrimental things that uh, you'll allow to happen on your journey is the whole like guilt or shame spiral. And that is what causes the like oh well it's the holidays like I've already overindulged you know for Thanksgiving I've you know like there's so much going on I can't juggle everything and I'm already messing up so whatever like I'm just gonna wait till January you know you're you're letting this guilt and shame you're you're labeling the maybe the food that you overindulged on for Thanksgiving or or the food that you overindulged on for your, uh, business holiday gathering or whatever, like Mm -hmm. as bad as being, you know, off plan, you're, you're guilting and shaming yourself for it. 
And you're letting that spiral down into this like, well, you know, effort mentality that doesn't serve us anymore. That mentality does not serve us anymore. And just like you said, April, if we continue, if we don't work on fighting that mentality now through the holidays, that's just going to continue into January. And that's why, you know, we set these goals for every new year. And the second we start struggling with those goals, the second we, we hit a roadblock with those goals, Mm -hmm. we throw it away. We're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't, I've already screwed up. I've messed this up. Like I've already messed up the year. It's that whole guilt or shame, that all or nothing mindset. And again, then you don't make any progress Mm -hmm. because you let one little setback, one little indulgent meal, one missed workout, whatever it is. Yep. completely derail any future progress that you could be making. Yeah. And so we definitely, you know, the holidays are a great opportunity to a be okay with scaling it back. Recognize this is, this is a busy time. This is a stressful time. It's an emotional time. You don't have to be perfect right now. You can scale back. You know, there are times throughout the year where maybe you can juggle everything and you can get in an hour long workout every day and you can, you're on top of your nutrition and you have time to meal prep to the nines and it's, you know, you're just on it. Well, this might not be that time. We have to figure out how to make things work for you right now in this Mm -hmm. month, in this season, stop Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to what you could do two months ago, focus on how life is right now and how do we still continue to make progress while being okay with scaling it back a little bit. So just like you said, maybe it is just like one or two goals right now is all you can really focus on each day. How, what are, what's just like two ways that I can continue to prioritize myself and my goals right now through this busy season. And maybe it's getting protein in and getting in 20 minutes of movement a day. Yes. That's amazing. That's perfect. Yep. You know, don't compare it to, yeah, but two months ago I was working out an hour every single day. Well, it's not two months ago. Like, and as long as you continue to get movement in, even if it's imperfect, even if it's not what you were doing a couple months ago, you're yeah. still making progress. You're still yeah. showing up for yourself. So we have to be okay. And that's like this, this isn't just the holiday season. You're going to have times throughout the year where your work is more demanding. Maybe you have family issues going on. You have to learn how to roll with that and adjust your priorities where you're still keeping yourself a priority, but Mm -hmm. it might mean that you can't do as much in that time. And that's okay. We need to learn to be okay with that. We, uh, we recently shared a, uh, a graphic with, with our Barry nation community and we're calling it our top two. On those days or on these moments in life where where we are truly just overwhelmed, it's okay for us to say, okay, I can't do all of the things that I want to do, but I'm going to pick my top two. And it's so powerful because we get to identify what are those big top two things that give me the biggest bang for my buck, right? Is it vitamins and water? Awesome. Do that. Is it movement and tracking? Awesome. Do that. Is it movement and protein? It doesn't really matter what it is. It's it's, we need to self-identify. We need to say, these are the top two things that are most aligned to my bariatric goals that give me the biggest bang for my buck. And I'm only going to focus on these two things. And I'm going to give myself the space and grace to say, 
I, I'm I, I'm going to shelve these for now. They're not going away. They're here. But I just yeah. need to take these two things right now because this is a lot. And it's okay yeah. for us to say it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, my my mom is such a master at, at def, deftly and effectively saying no. Because what she has really taught me and others is that if I say yes to everything, I'm saying no to the things that matter most. So yes. she declines invitations all the time, or she'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I said that I could attend, or I said that I could do that. I can't. And, and I'm sorry that I originally said so, but I, I'm out of capacity. Yeah. It, we are allowed to step back and say no to the things that don't align to our goals or that don't bring us joy during the holidays. Because this is the time, this should be a time for us to find joy and, and merry moments and that peace and calm, right? This is a time of celebration. And if we need to say no to things to find that joy, we're allowed to do so. We yeah. truly are, yeah. right? Because if we don't, we're, we're, we're going to be scattered and, and we're not going to be joyful for ourselves or for others, right? Exactly. And that's a hard, that's a really hard lesson to grasp. And that's something I myself still struggle with. I'm very much a yes person. Mm. I find myself all the time, especially like in Instagram and stuff, you know, people want to do lives with me. People want to do this with me. They want to do that. And it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. That sounds great. And then before I know it, I'm looking at my calendar and I'm like, I don't have the capacity for all of this. And I do struggle a lot of the times feeling like I'm letting people down. And especially during the holidays, you know, people want me to go do event like you know, yeah. holiday gatherings, friend gatherings, family gatherings, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And, but I also need time and space for me, just like you said, time and space for my goals. Like, and it's okay to say no. And if people get upset about that, that's on them. It's not yeah. on you, but just like you said, saying no, saying no to someone else is saying yes to yourself. Like, I think that's a quote that I saw a while ago. And I really try to like remind yes. myself of that is yes. yeah. Yep. Or well, I think, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think even when, when you and I, when, when we were, when we were booking this podcast and, and, you know, you, you were a guest at the virtual bariatric meetup. I, I, I've become very cognizant when I'm working with my friends, with people in this community to say like, I want to extend an invitation to you, but I am perfectly uh, okay and prepare. I understand that you're busy. So yeah. this is an invitation. And if, if your answer is no, I, I respect that. It doesn't change my relationship with you whatsoever. Like I think just acknowledging that people are busy and it's one thing to, to offer an invitation or to extend an invitation, but I'm fully okay with the, their answer being no. And I so yeah. appreciate when people just say, I would love that opportunity, but I'm absolutely out of capacity or I, I, I just can't this month. Yeah. I understand. Thank you. Like if you do in the future, let me know. We'd love to do X, Y, and Z, but I mean, right. Like we, we have to, we have to understand that, that no is just as powerful as, as yes, for good reasons, not for bad reasons. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, So, oh yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, and kind of along all these same veins and with, you know, holidays coming up, I think another big thing to talk on and touch on is So, okay. So we know that we need to stay consistent. Like we need to work on consistency. It's not about perfection. Um, and letting go of that all or nothing mindset, being okay with saying no, knowing that it's okay to indulge 
but like how, what does that look like? And so I think another big thing to kind of work on and use as a tool in this time, especially when things are busy is scheduling, planning. So looking at the week, like the week that's coming up, you know, okay, I have these events happening. I have these holiday parties. I'm going out to dinner this night with friends, whatever. So map that out, put that in your planner. Okay. Well now you still have four or five other days that are completely free. So if you don't do that though, you're looking at the week thinking like, oh my gosh, my week is like already trashed. I've got all these, you know, events I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, having drinks. I'm going to be eating heavy foods, like whatever, um, you know, like what's the point of even trying this week. But once you actually map it out, you can see, okay, there's literally like 20 other meals that I'm having this week that I could prioritize my protein, that I, there's five other days where I can really make sure that I get in some movement, you know, kind of like your, the power of two or the two list or whatever, like, yeah, think, think about what those two things are that you want to focus on that week, what those two important priorities are. Like, I don't care what else happens each day this week. I'm going to make sure I get these two things done, Mm -hmm. write it out in your planner, make space for it, schedule it in for yourself. And then go about your week. Now you have a plan. Now you know exactly how you're going to attack it. You see right there how you're going to be able to stay consistent and you have the wiggle room for the off days, the super busy days, the the days with events or gatherings or whatever. And, you know, if you, if you go to those events and you're able to still eat pretty high protein, like if that's how you want to tackle that event, it's like, no, I, I want to make sure that I'm still prioritizing my nutrition, even though I'm going to this holiday party. That's amazing. But also know that if you go to this holiday party and you do, you know, have some dessert, you have, um, you know, maybe a meal that's not super high in protein, like whatever it is, you know, knowing that that's okay, that it doesn't mean you've blown your week. It doesn't mean that the whole week is shot. Your whole day is shot. That's why you have prepared yourself for this week, setting yourself up with good nutrition, good, um, routines, you're, you're keeping that routine going the majority of the week. Yeah. So that going into this event, you, first of all, you're feeling good. You're feeling confident. You know, that you're already planning on, you know what, at this holiday event, like I, we're going to a place that I love. This is my favorite restaurant. I'm going to let myself enjoy what I want tonight. And not have guilt or shame around that, knowing that the very next day, you're just going to get right back into your routine. And that's all you have to do. That's consistency. That's the key to overall success. And that's how you apply it to the holidays. And if you can work on that through the holidays, if you can work on this mindset now, this month, you are going to be building that muscle. So like, you're going to be setting yourself up for success going yeah. into next year. And then the next busy season you hit that's like yeah. this, you're going to know exactly what to do. Exactly, right? Like this is a this is a model that you can employ when when life gets busy because life will always be busy. There yeah. right like I I I'm really starting to understand that like moments where life is not busy is when I tend to do the worst because I'm so well prepared for like, no, this is what I do when life is busy. Cause it's always busy. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when I, when I got these moments of downtime, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't understand how to operate in here. But you know, 
this is a model that we can use moving forward because I, I've really been struggling this season with the word indulgence. And I don't, I don't know why, because I'm really trying to get to the point. It's like food is not contraband. Food is meant to be enjoyed. And I'm not going to feel bad about indulging in something that I really in, enjoy. Yeah. But I also understand the power of the word indul indulge or indulgence, because it adds a little bit of like, a oh, I don't enjoy this all the time, or I don't, it's not available to me. All, you know, throughout the whole year. So there are some, some moments in life where it's like, oh, at Christmas time or at the holidays, I only get this dish made by so-and-so and I love it. So yeah. I, I understand that, you know, when we indulge, we are maybe enjoying something at a higher level than what we normally do. Yeah. And that word indulge is not a bad word. It's it, 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 to me, I'm trying to shift my mindset to where it's like, I'm indulging it because I love it, because it's yeah. special, because it only does come around once a year. And I'm allowed to enjoy that. I'm allowed to, to get, to, to feel excited and to anticipate that that's okay. And I can do so because I know that the very next meal, the very next opportunity that I have when it comes to my eating is going to be aligned to my bariatric goals. Right. And yeah. we are, I didn't have bariatric surgery to be stressed and, and freak out over food all the time. Cause I did that all the time before surgery. Yeah. I had bariatric surgery to realign my relationship and my mindset with foods so that I could enjoy some of these things, you know, safely and not be worried about the impact that it was going to make on my weight or on my mental health. Yeah. But it literally takes these conversations and it takes doing this work pretty consistently to, to get there. Right. So if you're not there now, it's okay. You can start this work now. There's nothing preventing us from doing this work. Now we don't have to wait until 2021 or 2022. We don't yes. have to wait until tomorrow. We, you can, you can start right now. You can start right now as you're listening or as you're watching to th this podcast, the, the, the work is always going to be waiting for you. So why not just do it now in the moment? Yeah. Right. And I think the, so this whole idea, this is something that I have recently, like, not discovered this year, but I think it just, like, finally clicked. Um, you know, people are so afraid to eat foods that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. They're so afraid to, if, if a food tastes good, and if it's something that is actually satisfying to them, and, like, they enjoyed eating it, they feel guilty about it. I have a client who feels guilty about eating built bars because it tastes good because she enjoys it. Oh. Diet culture has it so ingrained in us that eating healthy means you don't enjoy your food. If you are getting any joy from your food whatsoever, if you are enjoying what you're eating, then you should feel guilty for that. You should feel shameful for that. And how sorry, fucked up is that? Think about food culturally, food historically. It brings us together. It connects us. It's a part of our, our memories, our histories, our culture, like to tell people that, especially around the holidays, just like you said, there are dishes that we should be able to enjoy without guilt or shame tied to it, because these are dishes that are family recipes mm -hmm. passed down to generate, like, this is more than just food. This is, this is family. This is connection. This is love. And 
you, by saying that you can't enjoy that, that enjoying that is bad and you should feel guilty for that. Then again, this is triggering that whole like shame, guilt mindset spiral Mm -hmm. of thinking that this whole season is, you know, like a wash and, you know, you're not going to be able to make any progress because you're enjoying, you're having these foods that you enjoy. And that's not true. And honestly, I would even say a lot of the meals and foods that we grew up eating and enjoy, um, they're probably actually a lot healthier than you even realize. But diet culture would have you think otherwise. And diet culture, again, has you think that if you're getting any sort of joy from food, that it's negative. And what I would say is eating a food that you enjoy is amazing. Like you deserve to eat foods that you enjoy. You just actually, I would go as far as to say is if your meal plan, if you are not eating foods and building a meal plan around foods that you actually enjoy, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to stick to your meal plan. That's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So you actually need to be building a meal plan around foods that you enjoy, figuring out how to make them more nutritionally balanced and things like that. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. tweaks to make. Um, but if you, you know, look at it as like, I, I'm going to eat this because I enjoy it because like, or I'm craving this because it's something that I enjoy. It's a food I haven't had in a long time. I love the flavors. I love the depth and the richness. And, um, you know, like I just, I just love this food that's amazing. Eat that. What I would say is what we have to be mindful of is searching for joy from food. That's what we need to be mindful of. It's okay to enjoy food. It's okay. If food brings you joy, what we have to be mindful of on our journey is looking to food for joy, to fill a void of joy. That's the whole, you know, continuing to search for external validation from food to soothe whatever's going on. So, you know, which this is a whole nother topic, a whole nother conversation, but (laughs) the main point of all of this is knowing that it's okay to enjoy food. It's okay. If food brings you joy, it's okay to be in the moment with your family and eat this dish that you love. And it doesn't have to mean that your whole day is shot or your whole week is shot or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like allow yourself the grace and space, knowing that you're practicing consistency, that it's okay to be in this moment and not track and not, you know, obsess over it and enjoy this food. And it doesn't have to mean that you're spiraling. It doesn't have to mean that you are, um, you know, going back to old ways. It just means that you want to enjoy this delicious food that you don't get to have very often. Yes. And that is so powerful. I, I, I a thousand percent agree with you, right? That diet culture would have us believe that if we're enjoying food, we're doing something bad or that, yeah. or that, yeah. And that's, that's just simply, simply not true. Right. And I know for me that when I can enjoy a food, when I can be excited about a food and I can, I can, I can appreciate it for all of the the complex things that that it's bringing to my senses. Right. And when I can stop eating that food, when I'm full, 
I know that I have really done some work around my relationship with food, because just what you said, I'm getting joy in the moment from eating that food. I'm getting, I'm getting a culinary experience. I'm connecting to my history. I'm thinking about my grandparents, or I'm thinking about these, you know, these things that happened around this food item. But then when I get that, that fullness signal and I say, Oh, I really enjoyed that, but I'm done now. And I can walk away from that. I, I know that I am on a very healthy path with not only food, but with myself and and with how I interact with the world. So I'm so thankful that, that you have given us these things to think about and really these tools that we can use throughout our, our upcoming holiday so that we can, we can go into the holiday with, with, with the confidence to know that we're making the right decisions for ourselves. And that when the holiday's over, we can use that time to really, you know, prepare and plan and, and reflect and, and think about our year and then use that energy to, to set some goals for the year coming ahead and to really plan and think about and be intentional about how we want to accomplish those things in the new year. Because it really does, you know, m- movement is important and, and tracking is important and nutrition is important. There, uh, all these things along our journey are important, but I'm really starting to believe that the, 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 the top of this triangle of you will, uh, you're right for bariatric success is mindset, because oh, as you said, what, right, our, our mindset dictates our actions and our actions are what, you know, uh, spur us to move and our actions are what, you know, spur us to, to make different choices when it comes to how we choose to feed our bodies. But if that mindset is not center, right? Like the, the mindset is what shines the light down on all the other things. Yeah. And yeah. it's the biggest thing that, that we have to work on. And it's, I think it's one of the things that's least talked about in our community. Absolutely. Cause so much focus and emphasis is putting on fitness, nutrition, you know, um, and, and everyone, you know, they talk about, you know, reading and the book clubs and everything, but are you actually putting in the work? Like, are you yeah. actually, letting it sink in. Are you actually working through what you're, what you're reading or what you're listening to, or, you know, are you actually applying the mindset concepts to your life? And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, even after a bariatric surgery, we know to be successful, you need to move. We know to be successful, you need to change your relationship with food and, and everything. But and there's, there's so many fitness programs you can sign up for. There's so many, um, nutrition plans you can sign up for, um, you know, different like personal training programs and stuff. But if you're, what you're signing up for, if there's not also a major emphasis on mindset and helping mm-hmm. you shift your mindset around movement, shift your mm-hmm. mindset around nutrition, shift your mm-hmm. mindset around building habits and routines that are maintainable, then you're not, you're going to continue to struggle. You're never going to, um, fully see the, the change that you want to see because you haven't actually put in the work up here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) you know, and this is actually a great segue because you, you have just launched uh, blooming university, right? We've launched our Berry Nation membership community, and both of these supports are geared towards offering a safe place for us to connect, learn, and grow, right? With with the resources that we need to 
to not only, you know, like we have to understand what we need to do, but then we need a safe place to practice this learning, right? To put this learning in motion so that we can grow into the, the this this person, this version of ourselves that we know is is the truest form of ourselves at our core. So will yeah. you take a couple moments, Michaela, and tell our listeners and our watchers what what is the 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 blooming university? What what are these these programs that you're offering our community? So Bloom University, which I know is confusing because my my name is losing to blooming, but I I stuck with just Bloom University. Maybe I should change it to Blooming University. I don't know. Oh, no. Maybe it's nope. confusing. But anyway. Bloom you. Bloom you. Yep. Oh, I love that. Bloom you. Anyways. <laughs> um, Blooming University. So that's just kind of what I'm calling like basically the hub that now I'm offering my services under. So Right now I have my, my one-on-one coaching, which is my like premium coaching service, right? Like the Cadillac of the coaching, um, that is currently full. So it's waitlist only at this time. Um, not sure when I'm going to have spots available, uh, for that, possibly not till June of next year. So, but the only way to get in with the one-on-one coaching is to let me know so I can put you on the waitlist. Um, so that's the one-on-one coaching. But since that filled up so quickly, um, I decided to also open up the Bloom University Mastering Your Wellness Journey course. So this is a six-month course and group coaching program. Um, You're basically going to be following along with my one-on-one clients as we go through six months of modules. Um, So every month I'm going to be teaching on a core, what I consider like a core wellness concept, um, whether you're bariatric or non-bariatric, like, I mean, it's bariatric focused, of course, but, um, just wellness concepts. And so like module one fitting for January is all about goals. You know, we really need to learn how to not only set goals, but like how to set goals that are actually maintainable. So often Mm -hmm. we set goals. We think they're achievable. We think that this is a good goal for us. And then we can't stick to it. And it's not you that's failing. It's the goal that's failing you. And so I think it's really important on our journey to learn how to set good goals for ourselves and how to keep working towards those goals. Even when we have setbacks, even when we have, um, you know, and learning that really the goal isn't even the end goal. The goal is truly the process. And so that's, that's something that I'm going to be really teaching throughout the first month. Second month is all about habits and routine building, because I'm a true believer in if you focus just on the weight and just on the weight loss, you're not going to be successful. But if you focus on creating habits, if Mm -hmm. you focus on, if you're only focused on the scale, you're going to obsess over that. It's going to be the detriment of you. But if you pour all of that focus and attention into habits and routines that are maintainable for you maintainable long-term, you will see the results that you want to see. Yeah. So that's what month two is going to be all about. Month three, I think is nutrition for bariatric success. So we're going to be talking about nutrition for basically each stage of your journey, uh, pre-op into maintenance, because I have found that maintenance is where there's a lot of lacking information. It is so confusing. No one not no one, but a lot of people are so confused and scared when it comes to maintenance. So there's going to be a pretty big emphasis on how we handle nutrition as we move into maintenance and what our maintenance goals are, because everyone's different. Um, 
Then the module will be on movement. The next module is all on movement for bariatric success. And then um, let's see what's, I think there's like two more. I know the last one is doing it for love. So really working on that mindset around, um, you know, that if, if we're tackling all of this, if we're putting intention into bettering ourselves out of love and out of respect for our bodies, respect for our past, respect for our future, um, again, results will continue to follow. But if we continue the cycle of shame, guilt, and punishment, um, it's not going to be maintainable. We're going to be going to extremes. It won't last. So that's kind of the first structure. And as a part of the group coaching and course option, you get access to that. So you're following along, but you also get me, you get access to me um, during the month to help set nutrition goals for you, help check, I check in to see how your nutrition goals are going. Um, if we need to make tweaks, you also have access to a workout plan for the six months to help you progress, which is beginner friendly to advanced friendly. So you can modify it as you need. Um, and you get access to a Facebook community so that we're all staying in touch and you're getting the support and accountability you need. So it's really like the, the mastering your wellness journey course is a true kind of hybrid between like a course in group coaching and the one-on-one, you know, you don't get the one-on-one calls with me and some of the other more personalized touches that my one-on-one clients get. Um, that is truly what the, what the one-on-one package is encompassing. Um, but you still get me, not someone else. It's not self-guided. I'm there guiding you, helping you throughout the six months, um, so that you can actually reach your goals. And I, I did six months because I used to offer like a 60 day challenge, you know, or I used to offer my coaching as like a month to month basis. And through my, my coaching experience, I've just really come to find that you need longer than 60 days Mm -hmm. to not just like develop a habit, pick a habit, start working on it, but to actually see it stick. And what we might find is, you know, we pick a habit to work on and it's not the right habit or we need to make tweaks to it. So it takes a long time to actually find these routines and habits that feel good and to work on them so that they are maintainable so that you can carry that forward yourself Mm -hmm. without needing my guidance all the time. Um, And and it feels a little more effortless. It feels just like a, a lifestyle flow. So Um, that's why it's six months long, but anyways, that was a really long explanation. I'm sorry. Um, but that is, that is the the course and group coaching option. And I currently have eight spots available for that right now. I'm limiting it to only 15 spots, um, because I'm giving, you know, that personalized attention to each person trying to help guide you along the way. Um, so I, I have, uh, nine spots, eight spots, eight or nine spots available right now. So It sounds amazing. I mean, just, I feel like every time that you and I talk for the podcast or when you and I have our personal conversations, it's just so, it's so insightful. You just have a really magical way of connecting with people uh, and a way of really guiding them along and providing them what, what they need in the moment. We, we have had the honor of having you lead some challenges in Barry Nation, lead some courses in Barry Nation, and they're just phenomenal. And then we so appreciate, especially with the movement challenge that you led, it was so awesome because it was like, okay, here's the move. 
if you are not yet here, if you can't do this, then do this, start here. So yeah. you did such a nice job of just saying like, it's okay. Like this is where we want to be. But if you are, if you're here, that this is where you start. And then as we move through this challenge, maybe you'll get here. And if not, that's okay. But right. Like here's where you start. Here's the goal. It was so rad. It was, it was awesome. So I've had personal experience with kind of your, with, with how you, um, you know, educate people and it is phenomenal. So I highly Thank encourage you. you guys. Yeah. I highly encourage you guys to, to check out, uh, Michaela and her services and where, where can, um, where can our friends and listeners go if they would like more information on your services? So my Instagram page is probably the easiest and quickest. So at losing to blooming, um, and website is coming very soon. So honestly, my website might be up by the time this airs, that's going to be losing to blooming.com. Um, and that's where you'll easily be able to go get on the wait list. If you want the one-on-one coaching option or, um, sign up for the course and group coaching option I'm getting, I'm currently getting everyone that's signed up so far ready to start for January. So definitely if that's something you think you're interested in that you, um, you think it would be beneficial for you, you want to be a part of this six month course and you want my guidance and support throughout, um, you know, helping you with your goals, your 2022 goals. I mean, that's what we're going to be kicking it off with. And then, um, you know, I'm there to help you keep going towards your goals for the first six months of the year. Um, and so that's, that's where you can go and get more information on that and get signed up. That sounds fabulous. And if you guys, uh, would like a little bit more time with Michaela, if you, if you're curious about what, what she has to offer, if you're just curious about her, you know, how she operates as an educator and as a coach. You're also welcome to check out some of her resources that we have in Berry Nation. She's going to be continuing to teach some classes uh, and offering some supports in there as well. So you can definitely join our membership community to get a little bit more bite-sized chunks of Michaela so that you can see if she's the one that you'd like to take a big bite out of and yeah. <laughs> services as well. That's why I love Berry Nation. It's like you can, you can become a member and you can take a class from Laura. You can take a class from yourself. You can take a class from Suzanne. You can really get to know, you know, all of our experts that, that live in Berry Nation on a, on a little bit of more intimate level, right. To see like, Oh no, I really connect with that person. It's a great way to see like, Oh, okay. Th- this is what, you know, this person is like, or this is how they teach, or this is how they connect. It's a wonderful way to kind of get to know them before you make a larger commitment with them, you know, outside of Berry Nation. So we're just, we're, we're really happy that, you know, we can kind of become the connector of people, you know, within our bariatric community, because we don't really care where the support comes from. We just want people to find the support that is going to be meaningful and valuable for them. Uh, so if, if we help make those connections possible, then we have done our duty, right, for God country. So yes, we're super excited about that. Well, my friend, is there anything for the good out of the order, anything that you'd like to leave our, our, our friends, our listeners, or our watchers with uh, at the end of this episode? I think one, one last little uh, word of advice, especially as we move into 2022 and wrapping up the end of this year. So often when we hit December and when we start moving into the new year, we get caught up on all the things we didn't accomplish. We get so focused on the negative, so focused on what went wrong this year. I would really like to encourage you to spend some time in the next couple of weeks. Maybe it is that week after Christmas before New Year's. And instead of writing out everything that went wrong this year, I want you to sit down and literally list out everything that went right, everything you accomplished, everything you're proud of. I don't care how big or small it is. Write out the small wins, write out the big wins. 
Um, you know, something like last year, I remember the list that I made, I wrote out how I was proud that I learned how to braid my hair, like little things, big things. Okay. List out everything that just like brought you joy from the year and use that as momentum as we go into 2022. Use that as, man, I really accomplished a lot this year. Okay. What do I want to focus on next year? Like what, how can I build off of this? And what do I want to really, uh, what do I want 2022 to mean for me? What do I want the focus to be? So that's what I'm going to leave you with. I think you, maybe it was around this time last year that we also recorded a podcast episode with you and you challenged us to sit down and make a list. You said, make a list, just a two column and just say, here's what did not go well in 2022. Here's here, you know, didn't go to plan. And then really focus on what went well. And just by doing that simple exercise, we were blown away at, you know, we went into that thinking like, oh, nothing good happened this year. And then we ended it with like, oh my God, look at all the amazing things that happened. Yeah. So it's yeah. such, it sounds so simple, but it's such a powerful exercise that we can really use to set ourselves up for success in, in the year ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my friend, these conversations are always change my life in the most positive way. I know how busy you are with the launch of all of your amazing things. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your life to join us and just spread your amazing knowledge within our community. No, I, it's always an honor to be on your show. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. You know, I'm a big supporter, so I am more than happy to be on here. And I just having our conversations, I mean, they're, they help me too. So I love it. I just love these little chats. They're the best. They truly are. I always look forward to them. All right. Well, if Jason was here, he would also thank you for joining us and being an amazing uh, person in, in our community. He would also encourage all of you guys to follow our podcast, either on our um, on our anchor homepage. You can find us on all of the major podcast player apps. Just search or look for the Berry Nation podcast. We have a YouTube channel. You can like and subscribe there. And we always appreciate and value your feedback. So you can leave us a rating. You can leave us a written review. We really do appreciate them we, we look at them and we make tweaks and changes based based on what you guys say you can also reach out to us and of course Michaela directly on Instagram uh, via direct message we are always here uh, to, to support you so just thank you everybody for your support this year uh, it has really meant the world to us we, we do this because we need the support and right when we find something that helps us we want to pass it on to you in hopes that maybe it, it helps you as well so just thank you everybody for just being the best part of this community and remember at the end of the day you've got this we've got you. We'll see you soon, friend. Bye.